Alright, still good? Right on. Well, let's uh, jump right into things since we didn't just jump right into things, folks. Uh, you're listening to Carlos Contreras, Sabrina Aragon, and Benjamin Hensley, the man in the booth, have a conversation this afternoon. Um, just trying to understand some things and, and know the no-tos and how-tos and the what you should know and how you can do things uh, as it pertains to the cannabis industry in Albuquerque. Uh, this podcast will be dedicated largely in part to partaking in the cannabis things, uh, culture as it were. So um, we'll have guests and we will talk about all things cannabis and how they relate to the industry themselves. And so today we have with us from High Desert Relief, the sponsor of this particular podcast, uh, Miss Sabrina Otago. And Sabrina, welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, we're excited, man. We're uh, sitting in this little made-up studio on uh, 2nd Street, uh, kind of doing the thing. And, and it's interesting and fun, and it's, it's kind of uh, humbling because, you know, cannabis is big, and we're, we're looking at a number of folks pop up in the business here, but HDR's been around for a long time. So can you just tell us about that? Yeah, definitely. So um, High Desert Relief. Oh, cut. <laughs> cut. We'll go back to that. That would be... Better. Let's see. How we sound now? Oh. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we've, we we were talking about, uh, or I've been privy to the growth of the cannabis industry in Albuquerque. It's interesting and it's humbling to be involved with the um, creation of content and media for a brand like High Desert Relief uh, that's been around for so long. So, tell us a bit about High Desert Relief and and their stead in the cannabis industry here in New Mexico. Yeah, definitely. So High Desert Relief was established in 2010, uh, one of the original five dispensary operations on the medical cannabis side here in New Mexico. Um, it developed pretty small. It was at first a delivery service only here in the Albuquerque metro area. Eventually was able to establish into a brick and mortar. And now we have two establishments here in Albuquerque, one up in Santa Fe, and we're only hoping to get bigger. Um, but yeah, I think it was perfectly described when you say a humbling beginning, especially on my end. Um, I have been with the company for quite a while, and it's been great to see them start from such a brick-and-mortar hole-in-the-wall next to Nexus to now how large we're, we're growing into these comfortable facilities where, you know, we welcome customers to come, have space to ask those questions, safe space and room to, you know, enjoy the experience. And you, you hit on a couple of things there at the end that I think is important to talk about is as we talk on this uh, stream, it's so weird to me. It's not a channel. I guess it's a channel. <laughs> it's not a station. Our Spotify, Spotify doesn't have stations. They have channels, right? Channels. Yeah, like it was It was not a, it's just weird. That's just me being weird. But uh, <laughs> as we talk, <laughs> as we talk about this, this stream, um, we want to talk about 
how people can access the industry, right? Like people that have questions, people that have, um, I don't know, like the misconception maybe around things. Yeah, so, definitely. Like, can you tell us a bit about what that's like in dealing with cannabis on the day-to-day -day with people that are encountering it for their first times maybe? Definitely. So I started when we were sim only a medical dispensary. So the, seeing the transition between like it was seen as a medicine. Now we're kind of breaking a lot more stigmas with it going recreational. And I think that's bringing a lot more walks of life inside where, you know, the before we were dealing with a lot of people who were their aim was using it as a medicine. So they had a general understanding. Some of my favorite people to handle and communicate with were those brand new patients who had never dealt with cannabis they weren't familiar with how it was going to help them at all so i think the important thing coming into you know whether that be getting yourself a medical card or walking into a recreational dispensary ask questions don't hesitate to ask questions i mean i i know that it can be an intimidating experience to walk in see all the bells and whistles everybody's got something different but i think the core thing that everybody should go into a dispensary knowing is it's okay to ask questions it should be a safe space if you aren't getting those answers that you need don't feel pressured shop around there's a lot that the industry as a whole has to offer whether that be their customer service their product you should shop around that's awesome yeah I think I think it's important to note that uh, you should be an informed consumer and so we're gonna aim to inform here and it's important that folks like you join us so we we're happy for you to be our our first guest and and one of many but it's awesome to have a female guest as the first guest and uh, you talk about HDR and their female presence on staff and then just like being a woman in the industry, what is that like? You know, I find that being a woman in the cannabis industry has been really rewarding for me and for my team overall. You know, I think that the industry has definitely been more welcoming to the idea of being a female leader, a female executive. That's been super inspiring to me. And I think that when we see brands like, for me, Women Grow out of Colorado or buy uh, weed from women out of New Jersey, those are really inspiring. And I think that the experiences at High Desert Relief is we are not being um, limited based on who we are, whether that be our gender, where we come from, our beginnings. I'm really blessed and I feel thankful to have um, started kind of a community of women leaders. I have 70% of my management staff is female, um, all New Mexico grown. I've got mothers on my team, brand new moms. Um, one of my management staff, she actually inspired her daughter to enter the cannabis industry and is working for another one of our partners. So it's great to see multi-generations of family entering the cannabis industry. And, you know, I only want to see us develop more of a connection throughout the industry, you know, not just the HDR woman team. I, I, I really want to see the women of cannabis come together. And I think cannabis, the industry as a whole, has been really welcoming to all walks of life. As far as building leaders, building communities, it really is a place where stories are being told that you know maybe weren't being heard before or weren't as, you know, welcome to hear. Now we're feeling comfortable with each other. That's the best thing for me is the connection that the plant brings, especially with these women in cannabis. Yeah, and I think you know, cannabis is interesting because it's almost like a fourth craft industry in Albuquerque, if you think about it. Like, definitely, people are wanting that craft experience. Yeah. Similar to, you know, what's awesome about the Albuquerque uh, community, we have so many breweries to make like a social, um, social connection. And I think that's the best thing about cannabis is that social connection that we're finally seeing as it's recreational, how it's, uh, how it's connecting people that maybe weren't connecting with each other before, because we have this common interest similar to meeting someone at a craft brewery. 
hey, you, you smoke craft cannabis? Uh, who, is you, who provides you your craft cannabis? What experience at the dispensary you go to is really ke- keeping you there and the, having those conversations just casually? Yeah, and I think, cool, that gives me an idea of, of where this conversation should go because um, many people might not know or pay attention enough to know that HDR does exactly that and getting, getting into the community and creating uh, the opportunity for musicians and artists to have events live in our city um, with your support behind it. So, um, like, what does that look like for New Mexicans and HDR support of the creative economy and musicians? You know, that's been one of my favorite things about starting out as kind of um, one of the more grassroots style dispensaries out here is we can relate to the artist experience of grassroots. You build me up, I build you up. I'm a big believer in divine reciprocation. What I mean by that is I like to see you grow and I feel like when you're growing, I'm growing too. I think that should just be a community attitude overall. And I, I love seeing us out in the community and people appreciating our support for them. I think that that should really you know, stand out for, for what I'm saying here, representing HDR as our legacy is that community community empowerment, championing the community around us from the artists on our staff to the artists that we sponsor. You know, we had a, a great weekend this weekend with uh, DC Soul Shakedown, their local DJ setup, a couple uh, different DJs, a lot of female DJs out there. Uh, Tractor was bumping last night. Uh, we also had a comedy show on Friday night. We sponsor Zach Abeta, hilarious guy. Hope we can bring him on. Um, I think that that's another person that uh, in the industry, it's nice to see um, other industry partners championing, championing them. We're not the only people that are sponsoring these events. You know, we're able to connect with other cannabis brands through these artists and, you know, empowering them to feel supported. Yeah, I think Albuquerque is is an interesting city in that regard, right? And, and being uh, part of a, a, a bundle of craft industries. Um, coffee being one of them, uh, distilled spirits, another, you know, beer. And now, and now cannabis. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> cannabis. Like, I didn't ever think, I, I never thought I'd see the day. I really did it. I don't know. I mean, did you? Honestly, I think I, I went from just being like thankful to have a medical card to when I'm standing at the counter and having a a little small lady who reminds me of my abuelita tell me yeah. I can pay for this with a credit card yeah. and being so shocked that even her she was shocked at ordering she couldn't imagine that she was going to see the day that she would get to use her card for it and so, now now though she can call you and can. you'll take it to her I will take it straight to her well I won't but well, you won't, one but. of our wonderful delivery staff will take it to her we did just launch a delivery program which is exciting for everyone We've been doing medical delivery for a while, but now we're rocking everybody. I almost think that that needs horns, Ben. Is there (laughs) horns there? Are there horns? Yeah, that's just what happened there. Ben's the man in the booth. We got some horns there. Delivery. um, Yeah. Oh, with some applause. Yeah. Hundred dollars, right? And then yeah. So hundred dollar. I mean, you can make an order for a, as low amount of cannabis as you'd like, but it will have a ten dollar delivery fee. But if you're ordering a hundred dollars worth of product, that delivery fee is going to be waived for you. Um, you know, we're still navigating. You know, the ins and outs of regulations attached to some of that delivery part. So the overall process, we're working out those kinks. You head on to iheartjane.com, uh, search for High Desert Relief. 
you can go directly to our website, highdesertrelief.org, and place your order. Uh, one of our staff is going to call, have a little conversation with you, make sure we're getting you the stuff that you need, and then straight to your door. So Damn. new location, your house. That's crazy. That's crazy cool. Um, seems like a crazy responsible move. Um, maybe on both sides, you know, like that's cool. Or comfortable for sure. Like I know people, man in the booth knows people that still, you know, are. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't want to go to the dispensary. Understandable. And be seen, yeah. And so whether whether that's at your comfort level or not, now you have an option thanks to you guys. Yeah, so. and we're hoping that that really takes off right now. We're uh, focusing our efforts in the Albuquerque metro, but we're going to be sparking that up in Santa Fe as well. So nice. hoping that we can, you know, make it easier for you guys to access cannabis and still, even when you're making those orders, feel like we're addressing all your needs. You're going to talk to a real person when you put that order in. I mean, we're not quite as fast as placing a Domino's order just yet, but we're hoping to get there. That's cool. Yeah, I know. That's that's nice. What's the name of that website again? Uh, you can head to our website directly, highdesertrelief.org, or you can search High Desert Relief on iheartjane.com. What's iheartjane? iheartjane is going to be um, an overall cannabis ordering system. They are out of Massachusetts, but they serve pretty much nationwide as far as providing menu services, ordering services. We've been working with them for about a year now and it's been pretty successful in-store pickup so we're hoping that we can extend this out to the delivery program that's pretty awesome man yeah, yeah it makes it super easy you can browse our products pretty much the same way and hey we're still going to call confirm your order so you can get that human human touch to your cannabis experience should you need yeah awesome and and that and that's no like slight to the to stopping by the locations right i think no definitely. um if, if you love that experience do that because um I like that. I like I like walking in the door of your guys' establishment and talking to folks and feeling uh, at home, right? So, um, and those locations, one's off of where? We have Coors and Sequoia. So serving that West Mesa community, we've got one off the frontage between Jefferson and Montgomery, kind of a little bit more midtown. Mm -hmm. And if you are up north, you can get right off on Cerritos, and we're right there by the fashion outlets. Santa Fe, Santa Fe. Oh, Santa Fe is a different place, man. Definitely been a different world to navigate, even with the industry. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, hey, so a couple of questions, and I don't know. You can you can answer these how you feel comfortable, but I'm I'm wondering, and Ben, you can add to these questions if you want. But do we know anything about consumption in public spaces as an event type situation? You know, I know that those are definitely a lot of topics that are coming up when they are having these. Um, regulation adjustment amendment meetings um we don't know, we don't know. <laughs> so okay. we don't really we don't really know at this point yeah. i know that they they are treating the different quadrants of new mexico a little bit different i think it's a little more accepted to be out at an event um in crucis than if you were up here in albuquerque they are a little bit strict more strict on zoning recently i think what the question that was up for debate was whether they were going to put a little bit more sanctions on what was called public space for consumption got it got it got it um and then yeah i ben ben almost stayed at one of these places i checked it out it was very cool uh, man in the booth Phoenix, called the clarendon which was um in downtown phoenix but they have a lounge on their top floor it's like a sky lounge it was a third party though so it wasn't the hotel itself it was like a lounge organization and you brought oh, your wow. own stuff. Oh, yeah. You could partake in your room or on the on the rooftop lounge. 
and it seems like a really cool idea. They had a shuttle that would take you directly to the dispensary. Oh, yeah. So then you're not worried about getting yourself nope. safely. You can consume just as you would like a, a wine tasting. Um, you're kind of, you're put, you're kept there. So, I mean, I think that those are going to only keep flourishing. We do have Soul Cannabis down in Las Cruces who's doing something like that. I'm eager to get down there, check it out, see what they've got going on. Um, they're hosting, you know, trivia nights and stuff like that. So I'm hoping we can bring something like that to Albuquerque. But so far, um, I don't think anybody's quite set up for a consumption area up, up here. Got it. Got it. Cool. Well, uh, a couple of we have we 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 devised we devised a few questions we're gonna ask everybody here. Um, so here we go. Here we go. Sativa or indica? Oh man, we're getting in the hot seat questions. Yes, huh? All just, the industry just... ones were easy. So I'm going to definitely go with Indica. Sativa's great for a good pep up, but I am a very on-the-go person. By midday, I need something to calm me down. I also, oh, I you know, I'm a patient first and foremost, so I have I got my card for neuropathy. I prefer Indica, you know, kind of get that body nice and loose. I still want to be able to be active, do the fitness that I enjoy, and Indica really gets my mind and my body where I need it to be. Got it. Do you roll a joint or do you pack a bowl? Oof. There's some talented glass blowers around here, so I love seeing a good bowl packed, but I think I, I'm going to go with joint. I love the ritual of rolling up with my friends and, you know, us just getting getting to pass it around, bounce ideas off each other, laugh, vibe, so definitely roll up. And then this is just, I think they ask this in every interview ever in time here, red or green? Red all the way. Red all the way. Uh, it reminds me of being a kid from up north, so I really I prefer a red experience. It's nostalgic. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sabrina. Uh, you heard it here first. Get your cannabis delivered to your door in the Albuquerque metro yes. area. Uh, and look out for their menus coming around town, but that's for another day. Yep. Well, you guys should talk a little bit more about like, what she brought today. Oh, yeah, okay. Awesome. We can cut yeah, that part so out. So what do we have some goodies here. We have some goodies. Tell so us yes. what you have. So as I said, I am definitely more on the Indica preference as far as dominance. So I brought us some Louis the 13th. I brought us some orange cookies and some lemon tree. I uh, bought some Louis the 13th. Yes, that Where's one. That? Man in the booth likes yeah. Louis the 13th. Nice and stinky on that one. That one's always a really dense bud. Um, overall, I feel like it's a, it's a heavy hitter. It's gonna, you're going to get those Indica dominant effects pretty fast. Um, I like that with Louie, hits my body first, then it hits my mind. So um, orange cookies, though, that one, me and Ben were talking earlier about those strains that really have those citrus terpenes. Orange cookie coming in hot, both high alpha pinene and beta pinene, and that's where you really get those citrus flavors. Orange cookie always knocks me out. So not only is it tasty, knocks me out. Um, orange cookie on the head. Yeah, definitely orange cookie and in the little locally blown pipe that i brought Ooh. it's this is blown by kale over at high desert flameworks um i packed us some lemon tree in that one that's going to be a hybrid a little bit more on the sativa dominant side when i first came over to high desert relief we our phenotype for lemon tree was on the indica side and i have never had an indica like our old school phenotype of lemon tree when this one came through and it was more on the sativa dominant side i was like no, my indica lemon tree. I want that heavy hitting body. But this lemon tree is exactly what I need to start my day because, like I said, I'm always on the go, so I need a little energy boost, but can't be too buzzy. I'm buzzy enough as it is. See, I like this. I like hearing somebody that is steeped in the industry talk about 
uh, a product because then you as a consumer whether that's like you know no matter how long you've been a fan <laughs> or a, <laughs> yeah i mean well it no and, and it's just helpful it's educational it can it can direct your next purchase you can try different things or new things um with a little well, bit of you know it, ease it went from here's what i have take it to what do you want or what do you need? And that can definitely be overwhelming, especially if you're not really as immersed in the industry of someone's hitting you with those lingo terms like wax, dabs, indica sativa even ah. can just overwhelm you. And I think that that's why I definitely want to em emphasize when you guys asked what should consumers on either market know. Ask questions. Don't feel pressured to buy anything. When you walk in, feel like you... Feel comfortable that that, again, is a safe space for you to get the product you want. But again, this is a luxury product that you're spending money on. Make sure that you feel like you are, as Carlos says, an informed consumer. You ask those questions and, hey, don't feel like because you walked in, you have to make that purchase. You, If it's not what you need, keep searching the market. You'll find the dispensary that makes you feel comfortable enough where that intimidation feeling kind of dissolves away. We tend to believe it's high desert relief, folks. Thank I'm you just for gonna that. Say. We appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Hey, man in the booth, anything else? Uh, let's see. We talked about that stuff. Uh, any specials you want to mention? Ooh, Ooh yes, yeah. definitely. So for those of you that don't know, we do daily deals. So I'm really excited about the daily deal that we uh, teamed up with one of our manufacturing partners, Mountaintop Extracts. We are doing Mountaintop Mondays now where it's 10% off on all Mountaintop edibles. Um, they're another comp local company here that I feel like us very much champions their women leaders so i love getting to partner with people like that we also do a great uh weekend bulk deals on flour so come in saturdays sundays you can get seven grams of flour uh that's going to be at 49 for you you pick one strain you can do that on up to an ounce um, we also have a strain of the week every sunday we're rotating that strain of the week i believe coming up this week oh i'm stumped what was that dang it I can't remember our strain of the week. It changes, though. Yeah, it changes every week. But um, that's the thing. We like to keep a cheap option on, on the menu for everybody. We also do deli style. You coming in, you got five bucks, you want to try just a nug of something. We can do that for you. I mean, <laughs> something that that's, I... That yeah, is cool. we're something that I really like. I mean, I think that the, the tax that we put on the rec cannabis seems intimidating to the consumer. But once you are trying these products, we're hoping that they're you know, enough of a craft cannabis product for you that that's that's out of that's not really something that you're considering afterwards. It's enough of a product that you can stand behind that the tax isn't it's something that you're willing to pay. Yeah, I mean I think it's you know, we've we've gotta understand that you that that the accessibility of it comes with a cost. Definitely. Think, you know? And I think with that if we're if we're respecting the way that we've been, that our governing bodies have put, set in those regulations, they're only going to allow us to have more accessibility to cannabis. Yeah, we can only have a, a, a better controlled and responsible time. That's the goal. Just get hungry. You know? <laughs> bring, bring the food We started trucks. talking about red, trucks, and now I, I'm hungry. <laughs> That's all we need. All right. Well, I think we're, we're over and out here. We appreciate yeah. the opportunity, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hope to bring more fun people on. Yeah, we'll see who we have next. <laughs>